Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. Today we begin a new book, the book of Haggai. Haggai is the first of the final three prophets of the 12 books of prophets. We have studied together the first nine of those books. Um, but the last three, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, that's Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, those three form a unit because all three of those prophets were in the beginning of the Second Temple period. Just to remind you, as we have been going through this, these podcasts, I've been somewhat moving along with the history uh, in chronological order. So the earlier prophets were during the times of the kingdom of Northern Kingdom of Israel, the Southern Kingdom of Judah, during the final days of the Southern Kingdom of Judah. Then we focused on the prophets who, the few bits of prophets that were during the time period between the, the, destruction, the destruction of the first temple and the rebuilding of the second temple. And we focused on the end of the book of Ezekiel which we recently completed, and then the book of Daniel, which we did prior to Ezekiel, which also was during that time period, and the book of Esther, which actually occurred during the early days of the Second Temple period. However, it was set in the exile, the exile which had its time during the period between the First and Second Temple. So these next three books, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, are going to complete the um, the prophecies, Malachi being the final prophet. And they were the prophets who inspired and led the people during the early days when the second temple was being built. After these prophets, there was a transition from the prophets to what eventually became known as the rabbis, the rabbinic leadership. And that transition is most, um, uh, I guess, most glaring in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, Ezra and Nehemiah, which we're going to study after we study these three books. So the order which we're doing again is Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi to read the, the prophetic inspiration that led the people during those early difficult days of building the second temple. Then we're going to do Ezra and Nehemiah, which is going to shed a lot of light on the same time period, but it's going to shed light on that transition between the days of prophecy, which are about to end, and the days of another type of religious leadership, which eventually became the rabbinic leadership. And um, this is kind of how we're going to structure this as we go through these uh, incredible biblical books. This time period, the early Second Temple period, is not nearly as well studied as it should be. But as we learn through it, the, we will get, gain a, a deep understanding of the relevance of this time period to our lives today and to Jewish history and to world history in general and ideas about what redemption is, what leadership is, um, what the relationship between God and the Jewish people is, and what the relationship between the Jewish people and the rest of the world is. These are some of the ideas that we are going to um, really learn about and understand as we study these books. 
bear in mind that we did study, um, we completed our study of Ezekiel and Jeremiah, both of whom predicted and prophesied, prophesied that this time period of exile after the first temple will be over. There will be a return to the land. And we also read the book of Isaiah, which had grand visions of a beautiful, wonderful future. In the people's mind, the return to the second temple period, and this is very important, was going to be that redemption that they were looking forward to. All these wonderful, beautiful visions and, and miraculous visions of a messianic period of 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 world peace where the people would establish their state on their land and establish a temple and and the ideas of grandeur and beauty and wonder and peace were what the people were imagining was going to happen when the second temple was going to be rebuilt reality however was far 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 different from that as we have um uh as we will be learning when we study the book of Ezra the Cyrus the Great, who um, was uh, the Persian, a great Persian king, who decided, who 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 gave permission for the Jews to come back and return to the land of Israel. So about forty something thousand Jews came to the land of Israel with the idea that they are going to reestablish the temple in Jerusalem and reestablish a Jewish state. And they were led by two people. One was Zerubbabel, the son of Sha'altiel. Zerubbabel is a descendant of the Davidic king, the, the dynasty of the Davidic kings. So therefore, he was a descendant of David, and the people imagined him to be the one who would eventually be the king or and, and the Messiah. And also Yehoshua ben Yehoshadak, who was a descendant of the high priest. So, um, the high priest Zariah, who had been killed in the temple during the Babylonian conquest, his grandson was leading the Kohanim, the priests. So they had the leadership in place, and by all accounts, both Zerubbabel and Yehoshua were tzaddikim, they were righteous people, in whom the people could have faith and the idea that these people are going to lead the new and, and reinvigorated and rebuilt, actually messianic, new Jewish state in Jerusalem and Israel. The, along with these two leaders, the political leader, Zerubbabel, and the priestly leader, Yehoshua, also came the prophet Haggai, who we are going to be reading about today. Haggai, just a little comment about his name. It's an unusual name, doesn't pop up very much, but there are other similar names in the Bible uh, that pop up here and there, Chagit, um, in various places. But Chagai, in most commentators assume that it comes from the word Chag, which is a holiday, and Chagai would mean my holiday, which is uh, a representation of the celebration of the holidays that the people celebrate together with God. So Haggai would be would would personify the 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 celebration of the relationship between the people and God, and that would be the meaning of Haggai's name. Now, while the book of Haggai is short, the influence of Haggai on the future of the world world history and in general and Jewish history in particular is profound. Haggai was the prophet who inspired the building of the Second Temple, which we are going to be reading about here.
Another note before we begin reading the text, which is very important, and that is we have these grand visions, we have the leaders, everything seems in place, but many, many things are wrong. When they come, when the people come to the land, they're living there approximately 20 years or so from the days of Cyrus's um, decree that the people can return, and they're impoverished. They manage to build houses for themselves, but the economy is down. The vast majority of the Jewish people at this time period are not in Israel with them. The vast majority remain in exile in various places in the Persian kingdom. Evidence of this is to be found in the book of Esther, which we just read. From the book of Esther, it seemed pretty clear that the main action and the main most Jewish people were where Mordechai and Esther were in the Persian kingdom in Shushan. This, all that happened after the events we're going to read about in Haggai. So it's clear that the, this, these, so it was a small group of Jews led by people that may have had the potential to be great, Zerubbabel and Yoshua, but for Yoshua, there was no temple. They couldn't build it. They were too poor, too destitute. And Zerubbabel was, 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 was just an officer, a small-time officer in the vast, powerful Persian kingdom. He wasn't a king. He didn't rule over anything. Independence, not even close. They were not. In, they were a, a tiny, unimportant. Some people call it a vassal state, but they weren't even a state. Just a vassal a group of people in the Persian kingdom that couldn't even afford to build the temple that they came to do. There's um. So the people did not see this grand vision, this messianic vision that they were hoping for, and this is really the the most important thing to remember as we read this. What happens when you have a grand mission as a person, as a people, as a group, as a community? A lot of ideas, things that you want to need to accomplish, but reality is nothing close to that. You look to God and wait for grand miracle, the splitting of the sea, the splitting of the of the Jordan River, the falling of the walls of the of of Jericho, um, the grand miracles that accompanied the first arrival of the Jewish people into the land of Israel? Or is it in your hands to build? You want that great utopia, that great um, nation, that great nation that's going to be a light into the world, that's going to bring peace everywhere. Is that in your hands to build? This answer, the answer to this question is what Haggai is going to deal with. So Cyrus made the decree, the people returned to the land. He had a son named Cambyses who ruled for about 10, 15 years, who was not, didn't accomplish much and isn't mentioned. And then he had a son, Darius, Daryavesh, Darius I, Darius I. I know there's various versions of which Darius we're referring to, but I'm going to go with what seems to be the most correct based on almost all modern scholarship. And, and commentaries on the text. So let's start verse 1. In the second year of the reign of Darius the king, in the sixth month, so that's the month of Elul, right before Rosh Hashanah, right before the high holidays, on the first day of the month of Elul, the word of God came to Haggai the prophet. And his words were meant to be directed, El Zerubbabel ben Sha'altiel, to Zerubbabel, the son of Sha'altiel, Tachat Yehuda, who was the 
governor of the province of Judah, Biel Yehoshua ben Yehotzadak, and his words were also meant to be directed to Yehoshua, Joshua, the son of Yehotzadak, HaKohen HaGadol, the high priest, Lamar, to say as follows. So says the God, the Lord of hosts, as follows. To say as follows. The people are walking around saying, everyone is saying to each other, Lo et bo et beit Adonai lihibanot. The time has not yet come. The time to build the house of God. Everyone is looking at each other saying, it's not the right time yet. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough funds. We can't get a loan. We can't get uh, uh, financing from the bank. We don't have enough bricks. We don't have enough energy. It's not time yet. The people are looking for some great, grand, miraculous miracle, and they're not finding it. It's not there. Verse 3, However, this God's response in the hand of his, through his prophet Haggai, is as follows. It's not time for to build my house, but is it time now for you? To sit in your houses, sifunim that are paneled with wood. But this house, my house, is in ruins, is destroyed. In other words, you're telling me it's not time to build my house. So what is it time to do? To sit in your house and do nothing? To sit in there and just twiddle your thumbs, so to speak, over how it's not time yet? Now, sifunim means paneled, paneled with a fancy wood paneling. This language is deliberately chosen to reflect the same language that was used when Shlomo Amalek, King Solomon, built the original first temple. And also he built it with fancy wood paneling, also using this language, Safun. This term, when, remember when King Solomon, back in the Book of Kings, built, built the temple? He built it because I am sitting in this house of cedar and God's house is a temporary dwelling and he then built so the uh, we're learning the opposite here you're living in your permanent houses with paneled walls and you're not building the house of god in other words what did you come here for you came here for just to sit in your house the atta now so says the lord god this is still the words of the prophet of course think with your hearts about your ways think about what you're doing Think about what you're doing. What are you doing and why? Why did you come here? You're struggling. Ziratem Harbei, verse 6. You're planting a lot. You're struggling hard. But what do you bring home? You bring home a little bit. On a simple level, this means your, 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 your crops aren't doing well. You're not bringing in a lot. You know, the economy is not good. But another way of understanding this is you're working hard, but what meaning is there in your work? Yeah, sure, you bring in the uh, harvest. But without dedicating your lives to God, what purpose is there? Why did you come back here? You could have stayed. You could have stayed in Persia. What was the point in coming here if all you're doing is planting a lot? What you're bringing back is little. It's nothing. If you're not simul levavchem, if you don't put your heart into what you're doing, if you don't have a, a purpose, a mission in what you're doing, then what are you doing? Achol, you eat, but it's not satisfying. On a simple level, this means you don't have a lot to eat. But no, maybe they did have enough to eat. But it's not satisfying to sit around a table and eat with friends with no mission or no purpose to life. 
Shaso, you drink but there's no there's no happiness of 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 um of intoxication. This means the good kind of intoxication. In other words, you drink, but there's no happiness, there's no joy when you get together with your friends. Lavosh, sure you put on clothes, but those clothes don't warm you up. The um the idea that yeah, sure the clothing might serve its purpose as clothing, but there's no warmth. There's nothing there. Bihamistaker. And then a person who does get profit. In other words, yeah, there are people making money in business, but Mistaker El what all the profits are going into a purse that has holes in it. In other words, you're not really keeping there's no point in putting it in the bank if there's no use. Everything gets lost. Everything goes. It's just money spent, money in, money out. What's the purpose? So therefore, God reminds us again, no, verse 7. So says the Lord God, Put your heart in what you're doing. Think about what you're doing. If you want your life to be meaningful, think about it. Remember it. Put your heart in what you're doing. There needs to be meaning. And what do you do? How do you represent that meaning in your lives? You need to build a spiritual community. Climb up on the mountain. Bring along some wood. Build the house. So you don't have the fanciest wood. Bring what you have. And I will be a peel. I will, I, will, I will like it. I will love it. And I will be honored. Even if you can't build the biggest, most beautiful temple in the world, or a temple the level that it was the first time around, I will be honored by it because because you put your heart into it, because you did it with meaning. Omar Adonai, so says God Himself. Again, God reminds us, you have been looking, you have been expecting so much, you have been hoping for some grand massive major returns of miracles and and all kinds of uh, of wondrous events but what did you find when you got here it was a little bit but that's the whole point god is saying i wanted you to learn that you can make meaning even out of a little bit if if you put your heart into what you're doing you would bring food into your homes, you would bring your products, your things, your money into your home in a I would blow upon it because it meant nothing, because there was no meaning in it. For what purpose did you bring all that stuff into your home, says God. Right? For what point did you bring wealth into your home? For what? Why? Just just for yourselves? It was nothing. However, you did it because of my house? Which is destroyed? No, you didn't do it because of my house. You all ran each person into his own house. Everyone went to themselves. This is kind of a hint where it's saying that when people work together on a project, it's not each person into his own house, but everyone works together to build a common goal. That's the purpose and point of building the temple. If everyone, instead of running each person to his house and bringing his food, his profit, his, his things into his own home, no. God wants us all to band together, work together, build something together that will be an, an inspiration for everyone. It will bring people together. You weren't bringing your things because of my home. My home is destroyed, God 
it says, you are bringing things just for your own selfish homes. Alkain, therefore, this is the reason Aleichem, Kolu This is why your economy isn't doing well. Why the heavens are stopped giving duvi, arats, kolayivula, and the land is not giving the produce like it used to. This is why, verse 11, This is why there's drought upon the land and the mountains, and on the grain and the grapes, and the oil. And all of the products that the ground gives. And the people, it would sound like the people were not having children as they usually would. And on the animals were not being fruitful. And on the products of work that all people do, nothing was blessed. Why? Not because you, you uh, God isn't there. Not because God doesn't want to give blessing to the people, but because the people were not bringing spirituality into the lives. The people were not working together towards a common spiritual goal. The people were not banding together to build the temple. So everyone had it backwards. That's the bottom line that Haggai is saying. You think you need to sit here and wait for God to come and then the temple will be ready? No, you have it backwards. You get together. The way the temple is rebuilt. How does redemption come? Redemption comes because you do it. Redemption comes because you band together instead of so everyone in his own home. Rather, no, everyone bands together to build a temple, to build something spiritual, to bring something special into their lives. That's how the Messiah comes. This is one of the most basic ideas that Judaism teaches, and it's presented right here in the book of Haggai. Mashiach, the Messiah, does not come by us sitting down and waiting for Mashiach to come. Haggai, the prophet, is telling us that God himself is telling us that the way Mashiach comes, the way redemption comes, is through the work that we do together, is through the work that we do to build it. And when we do that work, God will come as we're about to see in these next verses. In one of the most remarkable chapters in the entire Torah, in the entire Tanakh, and remember, we've studied so many times that uh, of prophets teaching the people, criticizing the people, berating the people, telling the people, prophesying to the people over and over and over again, but people didn't listen. But over here, we know that Zerubbabel, the political leader, and Yoshua, the priests, were righteous. By Yishma, and they heard Zerubbabel ben Shaltiel, Yoshua ben Nagadol. The leadership heard the message. And all of the remnant of the people, all of the people that were there, listened by Yishma. Not just they heard, but they listened and internalized this message. They listened to the voice of God, their God. And they listened to the words of Haggai the prophet. This is why Haggai was such an influential prophet. Because they listened to him. Because God, the Lord their God, had sent him. By and the people feared God. The people took that message. They took that message into their hearts. By Yomer Chagai Malach Adonai and Chagai, the messenger of God, said, Adonai, as part of his mission from God Himself, he said to the nation as follows: Ani itchem, I God am with you. If you put in the effort, I promise you, I'm with you. Don't look for me yet. Don't look for me without putting the work in. Don't look for me by hiding in your homes. But you will find me when you get together 
and start building my temple. And God uplifted the spirit of the leader Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah. And the spirit of Yoshua ben of Yoshua the high priest. And the spirit of the nation was uplifted. Everyone was ready to work together. Now it's Sheirat Ta'am. It's no longer Ishlubay, so each person in his house, but it's on the nation. And they, in plural, came came to the mountain. And they worked together to build all of the work. In the work in the house of the Lord God, their God. Now the people are together and building. And when did this happen? This happened by Yom, and even though there is in the Jewish tradition a break in the chapter here, the, com the traditional commentaries seem to agree, the Radak, the Ebenezer, and others, that this next date is referring to the events that we just referred to. When did everyone get together and start piling up the building materials and get ready to build? It was Biyom Esrim This occurred on the 24th day, Lachodesh Bashishi of the month, in the sixth month. Which was in the second year of the reign of King Darius. So remember, this all started, if you go back to the beginning, this all started on the first day of the sixth month. They heard the prophecy, and by the 24th day of the month, everyone was got together and started building. And if you think about it, the the days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are right around the corner, just a a little bit later, a week or two later, and the holiday of Sukkot, which was the holiday that the first temple was rebuilt, was coming down the pike. It was just a couple weeks away. The people got together, presumably hoping that they can have this house up by the holiday of Sukkot as well. Um, the the understanding of the verse sixteen and the date and um, is somewhat controversial among the scholars. I read it according to the traditional way, which uh, none of the ways make perfect sense. There's issues and questions about them all, but the way I read it seems to make the most sense. Um, and this concludes the first chapter of the beautiful book of Haggai. This message is so important for our lives today. Thank you so much for participating and studying the book of Haggai so far, the first chapter. Looking forward to studying the second chapter of Haggai together as well.